we're talking about because of Bethlehem this Christmas. And I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful for what Advent, for what this season means for all of us. Hope, joy, peace, love. Those aren't just things that we have on nice banners or, you know, words that you just see at Christmas. Those all represent Jesus. We sang about it earlier. Hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. Some of you here today, you need that hope. Some of you here today, you need the joy. This season is not full of joy because maybe circumstances are things that you're facing. Maybe today you just need peace. Maybe you have relational chaos, maybe broken family relationships, and you just need his peace. Aren't you glad that we can come together, we can celebrate as a church, we can be in his presence, and no matter what we bring, he pours out his love, his joy, his peace, his hope into our hearts. Amen? So let's pray this morning as we get into the word today. And um, so, Father, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you, Jesus, for already speaking to us, already ministering to us right where our need is. God, we thank you that you are Emmanuel, God with us, so we do not walk our journey alone. Lord, I pray as we get into the word that you will just illuminate truth to us. Open our ears, open our hearts to what you want to speak to us today. God, thank you that you've given us your word that's living and active, that transforms us, that challenges us. We're grateful and we're thankful for your love today in your precious name. Amen. Today we're talking about, because of Bethlehem, love is born. We're talking about Jesus, of course, right? His birth. That's where we're going to go. We're going to look at Luke chapter 2 here in a little bit. How many of you, it's your tradition at some point during the Christmas holiday that you sit around and you read the, the story together? Luke chapter 2. Anybody? Anybody have that as a family tradition? All right. Growing up, it was a big deal on my dad's side. My grandpa Riley, um, he would get out this big black, you know, Bible, and we would sit. And of course, as a kid, you know, not that, I mean, I love Jesus, but not that I didn't love the Christmas story. But as you were sitting there, right, you, there was a tree, and there were some gifts, and you're like, okay, we're going to read the Christmas story first, right? That was always the thing. We read the Christmas story. We talked about Jesus before we tore into the gifts. And I don't know about you, but it was a challenge sometimes as a child to not be focused on the gifts, right? You're a kid. That's what you do. But as we grow older, we realize the importance of the story. We realize the importance of the actual historical account of what happened when that baby was born, when Jesus was born. And all of a sudden, the gifts under the tree no longer matter, right? 
And it's Jesus being born and what that meant for us as humanity, amen? Love was born on that night. One holy night outside of the rural town of Bethlehem, the heavens touched earth and love was born. Angels appeared to the lowly shepherds and gave them good news that the world had been waiting for. See, up until that point before Jesus was born, there had been 400 years of silence. There hadn't been any prophets speaking. God, they hadn't heard from God, nothing, silence. The people of God, until all of a sudden, Jesus was born and no longer was there silence. All of a sudden, joy had come to the world in the form of a baby and love had come. That night changed the world and nothing would ever be the same. When you encounter Jesus, nothing is the same. He changes it all, amen? It's during this season that we identify with centuries of Christ followers who anxiously awaited the advent or the coming of the Messiah. You see, Advent is a unique time of the year when the church remembers the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love that Christ brought to all of creation on that first Christmas. Again, what a beautiful picture. Christ came for all humanity. He brought his love and his grace for all. That moment changed everything because it was truly a holy night. You see, the very first Christmas set in motion something beautiful that continues even on through today. Christmas has always been a season where God transforms people's circumstances and he redeems what is broken all around him. That's what it's about. Coming to redeem a world, a broken world that was so in need of a savior. So Jesus left heaven came as a baby so that he could be our savior. Does redemption sound like something you need? Does being healed of brokenness sound like something you need? I don't know about you, but it does to me. In this Christmas season, Jesus offers that healing. He offers that redemption to us as an invitation to just come, come into my presence. I was looking up uh, this statistic. It says that 85% of Americans will celebrate Christmas. 85% of America will celebrate Christmas. Even those that don't believe in Christ, they're going to celebrate Christ more, Christmas. <laughs> Crazy. Christmas has enormous retail value, of course, right? According to a recent study, Christmas shopping starts for over 40% of Americans before the end of October. And on average, consumers in the United States plan to spend roughly at least $870 on Christmas at a minimum. Wow. The emphasis on Christmas is huge. The traditions, what it's all about. And sometimes it can get so much for that we lose sight of what it really is about, which is love being born that day and what that love means for you and I. 
Amen. I want to read a story from history, um, and maybe some of you have heard it uh, as well, but it starts out like this. It says, on, on Christmas Eve night of 1914, something amazing happened. Something that still has the world scratching its head. It was at the beginning of World War I, and there was a fierce battle going on between the French and the English. The battle had reached a stalemate, and each side had bunkered down and dug trenches. They were about 60 to 80 yards apart from one another, and the space between them was called no man's land, because nobody would venture there and survive. It's estimated that over 100,000 troops were involved in this battle, and these trenches went on for miles. The conditions were horrible, and both sides had lost thousands of lives. There were bodies scattered all over no man's land, because if somebody tried to even go retrieve them, they would be shot. Sorry. On Christmas Eve, both sides were settled down on their respective side, and some of the British were playing their bagpipes and singing some of their favorite songs. Meanwhile, on the other side, some of the Germans began to sing one of their country's most beloved songs, Christmas Carol. Anybody know what it was? Silent Night. And after singing it through several times, something incredible happened. The French and the British joined in on this familiar tune. Unbelievably, unbelievably the night led to a ceasefire, okay, again, this was war, right, that lasted until New Year's Day. On Christmas Day, each one helped the other bury their dead, and over that week, they celebrated Christmas together. They played soccer together. They gathered around campfire. They told stories and laughed long into the night. It was a holy night. Neither side could have seen a week of peace being born out of singing a Christmas carol, and yet that's exactly what happened. It's not just a story. It's not just a nice idea. Christ came. Love was born. There's power because of Jesus and what he has done. There's peace. There's joy. There's love, right? All the more that it can bring a ceasefire between war going on. Things can be paused. And all of a sudden, the perspective can be shifted. I don't know about you, but that's what I need this Christmas. I need that power. I need his presence. I need his peace. What are you needing right now? Is it that love? Is it joy? Is it peace? Is it hope? Whatever it is, he is here. His presence is here. And he offers it to us. That night was a holy night. A song about the birth of a baby in Bethlehem who would bring peace on earth brought peace to that worn, torn battlefield. And for a handful of hours, it turned enemies into friends. Boy, don't we need that in our world, right? We got wars going on all over the place now in our world. We need the hope of Jesus. We need the peace of Jesus. I know everyone here probably has your own favorite Christmas carol. 
ones that maybe connect with you a little bit more than others. One of my favorites is O Holy Night. The lyrics go like this. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the spirit felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. Our weary world, right? We can rejoice because of the hope of Jesus. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angels' voices. Oh, night divine, the night when Christ was born. Maybe just in hearing those lyrics, you can feel the beauty of the night and the joy that we share when we remember the birth of Jesus. Oh, holy night walks us through the story, the birth account in Luke chapter two. So if you've got your Bible with you, please turn to that. Luke chapter two. We're gonna look at verse eight, starting in verse eight. You guys doing all right today? Pray for our team, pray for our leadership. We've got folks who are sick, we've got people that are going through some things. So make sure during this Christmas season, pray for our leadership, pray for just continued health and wholeness. Um, you know, the leaders get attacked and sometimes it's challenging, you know, leadership's challenging sometimes. And so pray for us because um, we definitely need it. So appreciate that. Luke chapter two, you guys, most of you know the story, the story well, but we're gonna read it. Um, I'm gonna read it from the NLT Starts off verse eight. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. I want you to get the picture of that. The shepherds are out in the middle of the field. I don't know if you've been in, in places where, like I've been to Africa in the middle of nowhere, and it's dark. There aren't lights. When you're out in the middle of nowhere, it is dark, right? So they were out in the middle of nowhere. They didn't have street lights, things like that. They're watching their flock. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified. I know we talked about it last week, but yeah, that makes sense. All of a sudden, the bright light, angels appearing in the heavenlies would terrify anybody. It would terrify you if you're in your bedroom and all of a sudden a host of angels just show up. <laughs> they were terrified, but the angel reassured them. All right, they, there's gotta be an angel school or something where they all get taught, hey, when you show up to the humans, okay, when you show up, they're gonna be terrified of you, all right? So tell them, again, I just love Jesus, so funny, right? Tell them, don't be afraid, <laughs> So the angel says to them, don't be afraid, right? I just, I just love, I love the visual. 
right? The angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. So more showed up. And the armies, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in the heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Beautiful, so beautiful, right? The, the, the shepherds who were no, nothing, they were the lowliest of people. And God chooses them to declare Jesus has been born. What does that say about you and I? Right? I'm sure some of you in the room don't feel like you matter much in the world. Well, you're in good company because none of us do, right? Apart from God, we are nothing. But God loves you and I so much. He specifically came to the shepherds to prove that point. He didn't go to the mightiest of kings or the wisest of wise. He didn't do that. No, he went to where culture in the world said, these are the lowliest of lowliest. That's where I'm going. I love that about our God. Makes us all know that we're loved and cared for no matter what we're bringing to the table, amen? This account, this historical story is more than just a little thing that we read. It's powerful. Love was born that day. Because of Bethlehem, we can have hope and peace and joy. And I know we need that this season. God knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. In the fields outside of Bethlehem, the shepherds who were watching their sheep, they had no idea that that was going to happen. They were just doing their normal thing. So as we focus on this chapter two, there's a couple thoughts that I want us just to focus on. The first one is this. The angels came with a message. The first words that they speak to the fearful shepherds are, do not be afraid. Some of you here today need to hear that. Don't be afraid. What you're facing, what you're going through, Maybe you got a recent diagnosis. God's saying, don't be afraid. He is with you. He will walk with you. The angel said, we're bringing good news that the world needs to hear. The world has been waiting for. It was a birth announcement like none other. You know, now we live in the day and age where everybody does these gender reveals, right? And it's like this pressure to have to do like the greatest thing on TikTok or Instagram and, right? Well, Jesus got them beat, right? I mean, a whole host of angels coming in the sky declaring, you know, like he would have definitely rocked it back then, right? Um, <laughs> but it's really cool, right? Birth announcements are awesome. Celebrating new life. When our daughter told us and our son-in-law, hey, 
We're gonna have a baby. How exciting is that to know we're gonna be grandparents for the first time? That is exciting, right? The arrival of new life. So much to be thankful for. Matters, it matters. The arrival of the Messiah meant that they would be rescued. No longer would they have to live in the bondage of sin. Jesus had come. They would now experience peace, even in the midst of oppression and struggle. Jesus' birth, which was foretold long before by the prophets. And now he had come. Imagine what they were feeling. The deep breath that they were like, okay, finally our Savior has come. He's been promised for forever. Now he's here. They would experience true, true joy as the brokenness of their lives would be redeemed. This newborn baby found in swaddling clothes was the hope that they were waiting for. He's the hope that you're waiting for. Will you accept him today? Will you allow Jesus into your life? The second thing that is so great about this story in Luke 2 is the search. After the shepherds heard that Jesus was born, they, they weren't like, okay, high-fiving each other, and they didn't go home. They, were, they wanted to go see what had happened. They wanted to go see this baby that had just been announced had arrived. How many of you have seen The Chosen? series, okay. Has, has anybody seen The Chosen? It's called A Shepherd. It's a little short story. It's about 20 minutes long, okay. If you have not, I encourage you to go to YouTube, uh, type in The Shepherd by The Chosen. Um, it's a 20-minute, just really amazing uh, clip of the shepherds and their experience with meeting Jesus. And one of the visuals that is just so, was so amazing to me, it, it tags along the story of one shepherd and he kind of had like a bum leg and you know other shepherds and kind of made fun of him, made him feel less than. And long story short, after the angels had appeared to the shepherds and they finally make their way to baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph, and there's the multiple shepherds, the ones that had kind of made it, this guy, the one shepherd with the bum laid, feel bad. Mary and Joseph are there holding the Savior. And I believe it was Joseph lends himself over and hands him the baby to the guy with the bum leg. And again, just such a great picture of, of Jesus, right? He didn't do it to the other shepherds. He knew. And, I, and even the shepherd like, was like, really, you're going to give him to me? Beautiful example of who Jesus is. And the story goes on after they end up leaving the nativity. The shepherd with the bum leg begins running because they're going to go tell people, right? I just met Jesus. And as he's running, of course, this is the story in The Chosen. He starts to heal. The, the wraps fall off his legs. Whatever, uh, the, his arm had a wound healed. Such a great visual of when we encounter the Messiah, when we encounter love, heals, heals our brokenness, heals the things that we need healing of, amen? In Luke 2, 
Verse 15 goes on to say, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that happened, which the Lord has told us about. See, when God encounters you, when you encounter the presence of Jesus, it changes you. And guess what? You don't just stay the same. You want to go and tell. You want to go and let people know what you've encountered. The shepherds wasted no time to search for Jesus. And once they saw him, they wasted no time to go from there to tell others about the Messiah, the Messiah that had been born. During this time of the year, we were reminded that there's nothing more valuable than the birth of Jesus to the world. His birth gives us hope that our lives can change. His birth gives us joy because he offers salvation, a free gift to be forgiven of our sins, to be able to have eternity with Jesus. He offers that. And that brings us joy. If you have no other reason to have joy, you can have it because Jesus died on the cross for your sins and now you can have eternity, right? That might be the only thing in this world that you have joy. Well, that's enough, amen. His birth gives us peace by making us right with God. No longer do our sins hold against us. His blood, his dying on the cross washes us white as snow. His birth offers us love through Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross. And the birth of Jesus changed everything. And it has the power to change everything for you today. Christmas is an invitation to each of us to value Jesus more than the gifts under the tree to value Jesus more than our own ambitions, more than our bank accounts, more than our selfish desires, more than anything else we could search for. That's the invitation of Christmas. Jesus is not hard to find, you guys. He's not playing hide and seek. He's not trying to make it difficult. The difficulty is that we often struggle with letting Jesus have our all. Our difficulty is in the surrender, is in laying down our heart, laying down our desires, laying down what we want for his purposes. The Bible, the Bible makes a promise to us that when we truly search for Jesus, we will find him. Are you on the search for Jesus? Are you on the search for his presence? Because if you are, the word of God promises that you will find him. Turn with me to Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. These are scriptures that you have heard, I'm sure, multiple times. It says this, this is God's word on the subject. This is from the message. All right, I loved it from the message. It said, this is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and not a day before, I'll show up and take care of you as promised and bring you back home. I know what I'm doing. That's the Lord saying. I have it all planned out. Plans to, make, plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you your hope. 
When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, does it say I'll ignore you? No. He promises that he will listen. When you come looking for me, what does it say? You'll find me. If you're searching, you'll find him. If you want more of his Holy Spirit, all you have to do is ask. Holy Spirit, fill me. If you need forgiveness today, all you have to do is ask. Ask him to forgive you, and he will. God came to heal the brokenness in our lives. Can you say amen? Thank you, Jesus. He came to give us purpose. He came to transform us and give us hope. Do you need hope today? And the third thought from this Luke 2 was the focus on the Christ child. So it wasn't just a message, it wasn't just a search, but it was focusing on Jesus, this holy child. He wasn't just an ordinary kid. He was sent to earth with a divine mission, with all of our faces. Do you feel his love today? Do you know how much he loves you as his daughter, as his son? If you don't right now in the depths of your heart, he wants you to be able to experience that and feel that. He doesn't want you to feel like there's distance. He doesn't want you to feel that you're not loved and accepted and chosen. That's something if you feel that distance that he wants to heal. He wants that brokenness to be healed so that you can receive all from Jesus. Our forgiveness, our redemption, our new life are all made possible because of the Christ child. That's good news, right? Joy came to the world. Love was born. And we can experience all of that today. Now we know the end of the story. We know that Jesus obviously grew up and went to the cross, died, resurrected, came back to life, and now is in heaven. And, and we're awaiting, right, his coming again, right, as King of kings and Lord of lords. But today, I don't want you to miss out on the invitation of what Jesus wants to do in your life. And Arabella, if you would go ahead and come up. Whenever we hear the word of God, we're always challenged to do something with it. You don't want to hear the word of God and then not respond somehow. That's how our heart gets hard. And so I want to challenge you in the next couple of moments to ask yourself some questions in response to the word. This Christmas, will you share more than just gifts with your family, with your neighbors? Will you offer others the hope of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the peace of Jesus? Will you share the power of God's forgiveness with somebody? Maybe it's your story that you're able to share with somebody what God has done for you. And just sharing that story will change somebody else's life. Give them hope. Man, if Jesus can do this for you, guess what? He can do it for me too. 
where you share the joy that you have with others. Because guys, we're not given all of these things for just ourselves. They're given so that we can give to others. Jesus is the reason we celebrate this season. I know, I know we know that we can, you know, Jesus is the reason for this season. But I think sometimes we forget. We get really focused on a lot of things. And today the reminder is to just stop. It is just a pause and to focus on Jesus is love. And I want you right now where you are just to close your eyes. Are you needing to understand God's love in a greater way? Do you know that you know that you are loved beyond measure by the Heavenly Father? Do you feel cherished and chosen and accepted and beloved? Because that's what Jesus wants you to feel because that's his heart for you. And some of you in here today, you've struggled with that. You haven't felt like you're worthy of his love for whatever reason. And he wants to heal that. That part of your heart that has kept you away from him, from receiving his love. Because when we know how much we're loved, the enemy can't mess with us. When we know whose we are, who we belong to, that's a powerful place. And so I wanna give you the opportunity today, if you know in your heart of hearts, you need some healing in that space, that in order for to feel the love of Jesus, there's some things that you gotta lay down. Maybe there's something that has been done to you. Maybe you need to forgive. But you wanna receive God's love in a new way, in a fresh way, the ability to know that you're loved and cherished. And I just wanna pray for you in this moment. And so with no one looking around, if that's you this morning, just raise your hand so I can pray with you this morning, amen. Multiple hands going up, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He loves you. He wants you to know that. He wants you to be able to receive that this Christmas. He doesn't want anything to hold you back. Thank you for those that raised their hands. Also in this moment, I wanna make sure is there anyone here today, you've never even asked Jesus into your heart. He's not your Lord and Savior and you would like him to be. You would like to say, yes, I, I wanna invite Jesus into my heart today for him to be my Lord and Savior. I wanna make sure before we go any farther that there's opportunity for that. And so if you're here today and you wanna ask Jesus in your heart, you wanna start a relationship with him today, just raise your hand as well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you're online, just put a hand up and we'll make sure to connect in with you as well. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God sees that hand. God sees where you are. So let's stand to your feet and I want to pray for you guys today. Let's keep our eyes closed as we're just in this moment of response. For those of you that raised your hand, I want to pray for you. Jesus, God, we thank you for your word.
God, thank you that you came and that love was born when you on that beautiful night. God, I pray right now for those that responded, Jesus, that you would just pour down your grace and your love into the depths of their heart. God, I pray wherever there needs to be healing, God, that your Holy Spirit would just go into the depths of their heart and soul and heal whatever needs to be healed in the name of Jesus. God, I pray whatever has held them back from receiving the goodness of God, the love of God, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that that would just be broken off Lord, that they would be able to have freedom to know that they're cherished, that they're chosen. God, that you love them specifically for who they are. So God, we thank you for that healing that's happening right now in hearts and minds and souls. We thank you that your love is powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For those that raise their hand to receive Jesus, there's a prayer that we can pray that is simple. It begins the relationship with Jesus. And so I'm just gonna pray and you can pray along in your seat. And for those of you that already know Jesus, be praying for those that raise their hand. God, we thank you. (laughs) We thank you that you died on the cross for our sins. Lord, thank you for those that raise their hand that say, you know what, I want to meet Jesus. God, we pray that they will admit their sins. They'll know, they'll say Jesus died on the cross and raised again, and that they will believe in their heart, confess their need for a savior. And God, they will just welcome you in, that invitation of love to come home in their hearts. God, we thank you for salvation. Thank you for that free gift. Thank you that you poured out into our lives. Thank you that when we ask for forgiveness, you wash us clean. And your Holy Spirit walks with us, gives us strength to continue. We love you, Jesus, so much, God, in your precious name.